Well, hello and welcome. Another edition of 372 Pages We'll Never Get Back. I am Michael J. Nelson, and of course, Connor is with me. Hello, Connor. Hello, Mike. I woke up this morning, realized that it was the time for us to record, and I said, Zot! <laughs> Zot exclamation point? Yeah. I hope. I, I'm, try, I'm trying to work it in to the, uh, to the repertoire here. It's confusing a lot of people, because not many people speak Albanian uh, in Burlington, Vermont. <laughs> Albanian by way of Italy. We'll get to that. Um, <laughs> it's a nice little moment involving that misdirection. Uh, uh, yeah, we, this is the, uh, by the way, this is the podcast where we read through books that we're probably not going to like very much. Yes. And uh, we are currently reading through The Mister. We're not reading through the song Mister, or the band Mister, Mister, and Take These Broken Wings. Although that's a future episode, I hope. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Are you familiar with that song? That's no, that's why I was 80s. hoping that's it probably. was a that was why I was hoping it was a future episode because I uh would like to learn more about that. You weren't uh you know, as a toddler, you weren't listening to Mr. Mister? No, it didn't come up very often. Although Never. I did uh I saw I saw someone recommending the podcast to us today, um to a to a friend today on Twitter. Um and it might have been uh the first time that I've ever had someone refer to me as middle aged. Uh, oh, well, which is, you know, <laughs> look, you, <laughs> you just have my stink on you. It's not. Uh, no, I mean, you, you know, know, you take a step back and it's like, I, you know, I'm 38. What are you going to do? Yeah. But, well, it, you know, it was a it was eye opening. I, I think it's more of a case of you, you lie down with dogs. You're going to get fleas. It's uh, just put it on me and go about your day and don't think of it again. <laughs> um. Anyway, we. uh we're going to get into the meat of this. We have all of our departments, by the way. We have uh, Dumb Sentence of the Week, of course. Uh, we also have uh, Viewer Mail, or Listener Mail, Viewer Mail, yeah, well. like David Letterman. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what else do we have? We have our uh, just, uh, Dumb Sentence of the Week, emails, and Fanfic or Real. Fanfic or Real. I forgot. I'm going to be put to the test. Uh, but before we get into the meat of it, uh, I believe you have a letter concerning Zot. Yeah, so uh, Travis wrote in. He uh, he said that Zot made him think of Zot's candy, Z-O-T-Z, which I guess he sort of went into a Zot's rabbit hole. I've never heard of Zot's, but he found a video of the Zot's candy factory, uh, which is this hypnotic three-and-a-half-minute video of uh, sort of making these uh, sort of Jolly Rancher-ish looking candies that are filled with pop rocky time to stuff it's pretty hypnotic uh not hypnotic enough to warrant the nine hundred thousand views that is evidently <laughs> racked up on youtube uh so it's three videos one of three videos these zots people have uploaded uh none of them have nine hundred thousand views and i don't know if it's like a slow tv kind of thing or like a uh, it's like sort of visual asmr it's a you know watching stuff being manufactured especially when it's red and like you know it's got this nice like glossy look to it it was it was fairly hypnotic but it's his new he said it has given him a new favorite fa phrase which i guess is the zots motto the fizz is inside now um <laughs> so it's uh evidently there's a candy out there named zots and so now whenever you heard whenever alicia exclaims zot which is albanian for like oh my god uh that's what that's what we'll all be thinking of well i uh being middle-aged being more than middle-aged uh i <laughs> I was dead center in the the fizzing candy craze 
This would have been when I was, you know, I don't know, I'm nine years old. There were lots of fizzy candies. Zots was one of them. There was kind of a sweet tarts one that was vaguely fizzy. Hmm. That didn't that didn't provide a lot of action. Pop Rocks, of course, was the culmination, but that came a little bit later. Um, so, yeah, Zots I'm very familiar with. They're a, a hard candy that, you know, you could suck maybe for five seconds before you just gave in and, and chewed to get the, the fizz. And that was sort of, you know, slow foam. But there was another one. There was a... Uh, uh, and this is a story about how a fizzy candy nearly put one of my friends in the hospital. Was, uh, <laughs> uh, there was another one that it was a fizzy tablet. And the theory was that you were to drop it into a glass of water with some sugar and then it would turn into what? soda. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. And it, it was wretched. And it le- it left like little particles in it that made it unpleasant to even look at. You know, they're kind of floating at the top. So it's like Alka-Seltzer. No yeah, it was an Alka-Seltzer pop, but no kid, you know, you used as directed. Everyone went off label with this thing, and uh, you would put it in your mouth and then uh, take a, a drink of water out of the fountain and see how long you could keep <laughs> your mouth closed. Of course, um, so so this is someone so you did, knew, though, right? This is not a yeah this, kid from no, another this, school that everyone talked about. No, 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 no. This happened to me because my uh, my father was a was a fireman, and there was some you know, like festival, town festival going on. And uh, we, we had the tablets and we took this one kid and we said, you haven't done the challenge yet. Um, so we brought him to the water fountain, put the tablet in and then pinched his nose and mouth <laughs> shut. <laughs> and, uh, and he had some sort of an episode and fell down. And so the paramedics, including my father, <laughs> had me called over what is it? i don't know whether the pressure inside of his brain and sinuses increased to uh you know uh, levels that he couldn't handle but he just sort of uh he just went down holy so, crap so i i scattered but there was no use uh there was no use i was <laughs> i was pegged and uh uh, but he he recovered quickly and there were no uh, seemingly there was no permanent damage but uh, wow yeah, the dangers of fizzy candy uh, that's why they I think Pop Rocks were pulled for a while, right? I mean, that's what I was getting at. That's the, the constant urban legend is you eat Pop Rocks and then drink soda and you explode. But Well, I mean, theoretically, you probably could, uh, you know, do a little exorcist vomiting, you know, because of the if you did that. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> foam starts coming out of your nose is usually not a sign people associate with things are going OK for this kid. <laughs> I think the Pop Rocks, the danger more was that kids used to pour them in their mouth and then leave their mouth open and shards of it would then shoot huh. into other kids eyes i think that was more of a danger <laughs> so all around they were a dangerous candy all right well if you see any zots on the shelf please uh buy them and uh make your uh younger brother or or children eat them and then pinch their mouth closed and report back see if they've wussified the formula or something like that Great. Now we need a disclaimer on this episode. Do not um, do that. Um, <laughs> Zot, my head exploded. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see if anything in uh, in this episode of The Mister uh, has has anything as exciting as, as you nearly killing a guy. We- I, I, I wouldn't say that I did it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, was, it was a group effort. Sure. Uh, chapter six. Should we dive in? Yeah, let's dive in. Uh, so we, we where we left off. Uh, we had the, uh, Mr. Maxim was, uh, um, lusting after Alicia and Alicia was lusting after the Mr. And, uh, we, we weren't really sure where this was going to go, but they, they were sort of whiplashing back and forth, um, between 
she loves me. Oh, well, she must hate me. She won't talk to me, so she must hate me. And uh, she's doing the exact same thing to him. And that continues throughout this um, this this next section that we read. They, they, they can't decide whether or not they love this person or the person hates them. And it's, it's very middle school. Yeah, it's very much, um, you know, uh, Sam and Diane from Cheers. You know, the, the are they ever going to get together thing? But it's just, it is so repetitious after a while. It's, How much they pine after each other is incredible. It's ridiculous. <laughs> the descriptions of one another that just, and, and it just keeps happening. It's not like, you know, it happens once, twice, and then, okay, now we're going to get to it. Nope, this is, we're in chapter six. It's still going on. But it happens after, like, they've exhibited, you know, actual physical contact, like extreme, you know, gestures of kindness to each other. And then they're still just like, I think he, he must, he must be repulsed by the sight of me. It's like, he, he made out with you. Then he drove you home in a snowstorm. Like now it's like, when, when does this stop? I don't wake up like after being, uh, you know, happily married for nine years and be like, ah, she must, she must think I'm an idiot. Oh, I wonder, is this ever going to work out? Um, I have my first sentence. I just wrote Pulitzer next to it. Oh, boy. Uh, Slight slight language warning here. Yeah, throughout the whole episode, really. I mean. Yes, yes. I groan reluctant to wake. A large part of my anatomy is also enjoying my dream. Fortunately, I'm on my front, so my erection is pressing against the mattress, hidden from my sister-in-law. Okay. Pulitzer. Yes, Pulitzer. That was <laughs> that was earmarked for a for a dumb dumb sentence of the week. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's um so yeah, that's that's because Carolyn has spent the night uh but he 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 refused her advances because he was thinking of uh of Alicia. So so when Alicia comes in, she sees uh Carolyn uh Caro doing the uh the romantic comedy wearing one of his oversized shirts and like cooking herself breakfast. And this is a uh this is a something that that gives her pause. She she enters into one of those whiplashes we were discussing. Who is this woman with big blue eyes? Why is she wearing his shirt? Why else is she wandering around wearing his shirt? She must know him intimately. And so I was I just thought like did 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 Alicia think that like the condom fairy was filling up his wastebasket every night? <laughs> like she <laughs> Clearly, he's you know he's he's having a good time in here, and then then the first time she sees a, a half naked woman walking around, it's as if she's you know she she has seen Bigfoot or something. Also, the the thought processes like she she takes seven sentences to process that. <laughs> right. You know, it's like when you are walking down the street and you see two young people holding hands. Do you have to go through a whole thing like who, what is what is happening there? Right? Why why would their hands be intertwined? Perhaps they know each other. Perhaps they have some sort of relationship, you know, like, yeah, we get this. You, you get, process it immediately. You see it, you process it, it's done. You get knocked back like uh, when Christopher Walken has one of his premonitions in the dead zone. You're just like, <laughs> 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 but that sort of happens to her because we get we get my first uh, firm settle down of this moment. Uh, she She says, of course, he has someone, someone beautiful like him. Alicia's dreams lie in shards at her feet. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, there's there's a lot of that coming up. You yes. you get, keep your uh, your settle down stamp okay. really close to you, if you would, please. Okay, there's uh, a ton of that. Um, here's a sentence. I think before we go skip over it, uh, they're they're arguing Cairo Cairo Nut Pie and uh, 
and him are arguing over not having sex or something. Cairo, please, let's not go over that again. We can't. Besides, you said you were on. Oh. Surfing the Crimson Tide has never been an issue for you, she scoffs. <laughs> he, he says, good God, when did I tell you that? And then mirrors the reaction of many a reader. I put my hands on my head and stare in horror up at the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. And then and then he then he says, women, they remember everything. And it's like, yeah, you know, again, settle down. Guy who evidently shared that information with his sister-in-law. His sister-in-law and best friend. Right, yes. So at some point in time, you know, after, you know, they, maybe uh, they were sitting around the Thanksgiving table, like, unbuttoning their, their like, belts and, like, putting a, putting a cigarette out in their, you know, drink or something. And her husband, uh, Kit, is like, you know, you, you two sit here. I'll take care of... Uh, I'll take care of clearing the table. And that's when he decided to to share that surfing the Crimson Tide has never been an issue with me with his <laughs> <Yeah>. sister-in-law. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, man. None of this adds up when you start to think about it. But uh, um, she, this this right before that, she he he sort of is like looking at her, like wearing his wearing his shirt and no pants. And I, I actually don't remember if that's what she was wearing. But in my mind, that's what she was doing. And he goes, you made coffee dressed like that? And then she she frowns and says yes, and has a completely normal reaction. Does my body offend you? <laughs> so like, if you were like, if <laughs> if you came over and like you know walked outside, uh, you know, just wearing boxers and brushing your teeth, and and ran into my maid in this fictional universe, and I was like, hey, like, come on, like, just have a little respect as my house guest and don't wander around, you know. With your in your boxers, uh, you, your reaction would be, "What does my body offend you, Connor?" <laughs> right. <laughs> just have a little bit of just respect for the you know other person you're going to encounter in this household. Yeah, time and a place. Come on, <laughs> it's not about your body. <laughs> uh, but he does say uh, at one point when he's he's looking at her, uh, "Man, she is lovely." Is she? We we hadn't got that message yet. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, which leads directly to this very frustrating exchange when uh, Alicia and uh, Cairo have a have a little exchange. Um, Alicia, lovely name. Is it Polish? Carolyn asks. No, Mrs. It is from Italy. Oh, you're Italian. No, I'm from Albania. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? A vaudeville right. routine? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, nice setup though. I guess if she wants to burn the uh, the the woman he's intimate with, that's a pretty good way to do it. I yeah, I was very puzzled by that. I was not sure what we were supposed to think, but it's sort of the first of many uh, many puzzling things we we glimpse into the world of how people either perceive Albania in this book or uh, puzzling things about this Albania as written by E. L. James. Um, we get we get a few we had our own stereotypes about them in the last episode and we get a few here that I I just we'll, we'll address them as we encounter them in the text because I I don't necessarily think that some of them are true as presented. Right. Um, this the last exchange that I was just talking about reminds me quickly of uh, I I was playing tennis once and a young man who was clearly an Orthodox Jewish young man because there was a, it's right next to a uh, a Torah school. Uh, came and asked if he could hit with me, and he started hitting. And I said, "Oh, you're pretty good. You play a lot." He said, "Yeah, I just, I just moved here." He had an accent. Uh, <laughs> I just moved here, and I, uh, I used to play uh, in the courts on the under the hot sun. And I said, "Oh, d- did you come from, uh, did you come from Israel? Did you live over there?" And he goes, "No, it was in Sweden." Oh my God! <laughs> I go, you son of a. <laughs> 
hot. The, yeah. I was like, I was yeah. thought Arizona or something. Like he had been on a. Yeah, no, that was he. He set me up. That was a good. Uh, he burned me. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. As she's talking to uh, to Caro and stuff, we we got the first hot lip action of this section. We are going to uh, call attention to that, which was Alicia. Uh, she stills, then nods, avoiding my gaze, while her teeth worry her upper lip. <laughs> Things get worried a lot in this. I think she worries a uh, cross later on. Yes, yeah. a few times. Not um, a yeah, not, not a verb. Uh, not something I associate with teeth. But you know, good on you, El James. That's a, it's a, it's a unique thing for lips to do, and we we get more of them coming up. Yeah, I've got, yeah, I've got a small. I've got a small list here. Do you want to you want to go through them through through the lip action through lip? I just have them right here in my might as well. Sure, might as well. She places her fingers on my lips, silencing me, licking painted lips. She <laughs> swallows, and her lips part. It's the briefest touch, lips on lips. I whisper against her lips. They're intent on my lips. She caresses her lower lip with her fingertips. Her teeth toy with her upper lip. Yes. <laughs> my God. It's she, uh, what what is happening here? It's it's like oh wait there was one more. She is all dark eyes, long eyelashes, high cheekbones, and full parted lips. Later on, he deepens the kiss. My tongue teasing her lips. Uh, it's probably like uh, you know, like I think that the, something they tell like stand up comedians starting out is sort of like find something about yourself and like lead with it. Uh, you know, so so the audience can sort of like self-deprecate and, and laugh along with you. And this just must be the sort of thing where they told her, like, find a find a find a thing on your characters and, you know, keep uh, keep the attention coming back to it so that, uh, you know, you always have something you can talk about what they're doing. I don't know. It seems very fiction 101. Um, yeah, but you're, I think you're supposed to switch it up a little bit. <laughs> you would hope so. You know, you know it's like. Give your actors props. Well, don't give every actor the same prop. Like, don't hand a pipe to everyone in the cast. (laughs) Stop, you know, obsessing on the lips. Go to something else with your stupid details. If everyone in the back of a scene is chopping vegetables, you'll probably notice that. That, you know, that's... Right. (laughs) Um, But the... uh, the, We we had talked about the lips in the last episode, and we had sort of joked about her... um, always being amused by things and one of one of the things was henry the vacuum cleaner that always provoked a smile and the other thing was when she realized that there were no uh condoms in his wastebasket and uh believe it or not that is going to be a thing going forward because in the mister's bedroom she has the chance to satisfy her curiosity she wraps her arms around herself and approaches the wastebasket with caution so she's like stealing herself for this moment taking a deep breath she peeks in she grins no condoms <sighs> so yeah that's uh that's that's you know you, you you derive your joy where you can when you're an albanian immigrant in uh wearing a house coat in london living there illegally right yeah i i mean i guess it's like a uh a much more on the nose version of a sock on the door or something you know right, <laughs> this, yes. this is just if there are actually used condoms <laughs> that means right um here's a uh a sentence that or a little exchange, you know, the the uh, italicized thought processes oh go completely God. off the rails in this one. It's insane. They make no sense. Yeah. They, they, there's no reason to repeat words or thoughts in italics. Like, I don't know how to, you know, interpret them even at a certain point. And it's like his angel on his shoulder has its own angel on the shoulder during some of these. Yeah, you don't know from which direction it's coming. It's It's bizarre. But this is one of them where it really starts to go badly. What brings her to the UK? How old is she? Where does she live? 
Does she travel far each morning? Does she live alone? I could follow her home. Stalk her. I could ask her. <laughs> what the hell is going on? <laughs> so some of those is are he... italicized and some are not? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they're all, and they all follow, you know, as a paragraph. They're like parent or, um, you know, yeah, each is his own line. So does he have uh what do you call them headmates or whatever does he have multiple personality and yeah dif- think... <laughs> different people yelling at him from different points of view and different personalities it's throughout the entire thing and i sort of like i highlighted stretches of them because yeah it is exactly that it's his own uh thoughts which are sometimes italicized but then being corrected by other thoughts which are not so it just is it's a uh it's a it's 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 angels on the shoulder all the way down just like turtles Right. Uh, We get a little uh, Kleinian thing soon after that. He says, I take a deep breath and run both my hands through my hair, trying to contain my ellipses. Wonder? (laughs) Is it wonder? (laughs) Again, he's unsure of his own thoughts. This is, you know, this is like bedrock stuff. This is... uh, this is first things. The only thing we can know is that our thoughts are our own, and he seems unsure of that. Right, especially because his only thoughts are pretty much that he's horny. Like that's really all right. we're able to. Every now and then, he's he takes a he takes a, a, a very brief uh, break to be uh, grieve about his brother, and then goes right back to the uh, the pure lust. So uh, he's not a deep man. Uh, we have learned very easily. Uh, but yep. But he, uh, he he fancies her as some sort of deep, uh, uh, you know, treasure trove of, of mystery. He has a couple sentences back to back, which are not not warranted at all. He says, why does this woman confound me? Is it that she's so mysterious? And uh, he has he's said all of three dozen words to someone. So he's like he, he, he just he, he has that interaction. You know, you might you might say more in an elevator with someone with a complete stranger. And then is like, well, they're mysterious. It's like no, you've 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 barely scratched the surface of even. You don't even know her last name. Like, well, I, I mean, I guess he does, but he didn't know where she was from. He, he there's he has not spent more than five minutes interacting with her, and he's like so mysterious. Right? She hasn't he hasn't followed her, and she you know puts on sunglasses and a trench coat, and then meets a guy in the subway and hands him a package <laughs> and receives something and a and then dumps a uh, thing in the wastebasket and <laughs> looks furtively over her shoulder. Right. That would be mysterious. Yes. She's she's a maid from Albania. She, <laughs> you, you know the whole story. Right. It's And then there's another one a few pitches after that where he hears her playing the piano, or you know, he, he is not even sure she's playing the piano at this point in time, but he says, who knew that my daily likes classical? This is a tiny piece of the Alicia DeMachi puzzle. There is no puzzle. It's just a. Yeah, it's just a each, employee. Each new thing is a new data point. Right. Idiot. He's <laughs> barely interacted with her, and I was just like, "Yeah, you get out of the, you get out of an Uber, and it's like, oh, who knew that my driver won a MVP of the county baseball tournament his junior year of high school before blowing out his knee? It's like, well, <laughs> of course you don't know that because you haven't engaged this person that far in their backstory. You, oh boy, <laughs> she's eating a pop tart. Who knew yes. this? The mystery deepens. <laughs> um. So yeah, he's he's sort of is befuddled by the the process of meeting someone. Um, I enjoyed the uh, the the two uh, wealthy adults, um, him and Caro, having sort of like a "you like her" nah conversation as they oh, yeah. as they drive. That was that was beyond childish. Um, and 
he, I don't have anything highlighted from that, but he he later he he meets up with Oliver, who's in charge of sort of the uh, the estate's finances and books and stuff. Um, and it, it occurred to me, uh, he was like, one second, Oliver, I just need to have a word with my daily, that <laughs> when we got that daily definition at the beginning of the book, like that was how, that was the, essentially the epigraph. That was, a, yeah. that, that was pretty much the, I, I'm sure the publisher being like, uh, uh <laughs> yeah, oh, sh- for sure. It was yes. like over the yes. top and double elimination where they're like, nobody understands this. You've got to put this up front. Otherwise we're going to get letters and people are just going to be confused as hell. Cause this is not a, uh, this is not a, a cross culture, um, term. No, not, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it is 100% had to be put in there, uh, because it's, you know, obviously, a stupid thing to lead a book. It's not like a quote from, you know, it's not a Shakespeare quote. It's the definition of something. Yes. So it's, it's obviously that, <laughs> um, I, I have here my favorite, uh, italicized parenthetical and it is hence the wet footprints. <laughs> <laughs> Again, some mystery about, you know, being out in the rain and then, uh, walking across the floor or something. And that's the, that's the thought that apparently, one of the other people that lives in his head or something, hence the wet footprints. Right. It all adds That's up. Right. Thank, thanks, Dave. That's right. <laughs> um, he, he sees her. He helps her put on her coats, and uh, it's as every bit as cheap, thin, and nasty as it looks. The name Michael Janisvets is shown, shown into the corner. Caller, Michael Janisvets? Her boyfriend? And so that I could relate to this because I uh, insist that um, Lauren, so my name, into all of her clothing. That's right. a that's right. a standard thing that uh, couples do. Uh, that was that was in the prenup, wasn't it? Yes, very. That was the only thing. I was just it was it was an odd one. I was like, you know, if anything doesn't work out, you know, we, you know, you can you can have all the money, but it, this is just going to be the one thing eccentric thing I insist on. And I I thought it was going to be like a Back to the Future gag uh, where that was a designer, but that turns out that is that's Magda's fourteen year old son is Michael. So I guess he borrowed she borrowed his clothes and he just had his name. Um, sewn into his jacket, which is also also weird to do with something you also own. I don't I don't know, uh, but it it is. It's it's <laughs> not it's not normal behavior. But uh, uh, Michael, boy, he's a rich character. We get we get a lot of him later. Yes, uh, very much. Looking so. forward to <laughs> looking forward to Michael. Um, but as he's helping her into the into the jacket, we get some uh, we get some some hot hot action. Uh, he says uh, this is one of the ones you would you would. Uh, isolated he says you can play the piano i mean at any time you play so well and before i could stop myself i let my thumb trace her full bottom lip oh god so soft touching her is a mistake my body responds immediately uh and so i assume that whatever his body is responding here is the opposite of his groin tightening like whatever because <laughs> that's what he always does when when he's when he does something that he's aroused by but he's he realizes he's made a mistake here so his his groin loosens like his groin um or you know his maybe his buttocks tighten that could be the opposite of tightening I'm, I'm not sure but. well i i think it's it's probably his groin that is like his uh, mood ring so his his groin does okay. something i think we have to assume yeah it's um, like his, a di- his groin rod. moves yeah you know it moves uh, it dresses to the right instead of the left <laughs> as the, you know for just a brief moment <laughs> who knows um so the uh we we learn a little bit more about uh, she's going home worrying that she's going to be fired because um, for some reason she's unable to interpret his horniness and uh, admiration of her piano playing 
as uh, as what it is. But she's she's saying I can't be fired. Like uh, Magda might turn me out on the street. We learn a bit about Magna. Magda has a fiance named Logan in Toronto. Um, which Magda is, uh, she's shapely. (laughs) We learn later. I I was going to, I was going to, I was going to quiz you on Magda, whether she was going to be, you know, a a Streganona, like hunched over, whether she was going to have, you know, boils on her neck, but no, she is, uh, she is shapely and blonde and, um, just another one of the many attractive characters we have. I was assuming, I honestly was, what did you have in your mind? I was assuming she was constantly making pierogies and, in a hot kitchen and uh, wiping flour off her hands to, uh, you know, pour a bowl of soup for her, for uh, Alicia and Michael. But yeah. no, she's. <laughs> I had, I have my my mo- mother's grandmother. So my my great grandmother was named Magda. So I had a very specific oh, okay. mental image in there from the pictures I've seen of just like, um, you know, someone where you'd see them, uh, and they looked like a great grandmother when they were in their thirties, type of thing, like just, um. Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Gulch from uh, Wizard of Oz type of thing, but you know Mrs. Gulch in her eighties. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my own grandmother, um, her husband passed away when he was fairly young, and uh, she then immediately became a grandmother. You know, like we right. <laughs> she got she looked like a Far Side cartoon <laughs> immediately, and I remember once her showing us a picture of her as like a, a flapper from the twenties, and we were just what in the world like you could not connect the two things yes there's no way what was the brief week this picture was taken in that she that she possibly looked young right um so yeah i don't have anything more on this chapter they he he gets talked into going to visit his estates by oliver yeah uh, he's is the end of it which is kind of a a red herring i think as it turns out (laughs) yeah he's very reluctant to visit the estates um just because he can't see alessia um but yeah, the uh, he she she goes home and she finds one more thing to smile about. She she says uh, Michael is all over social media: Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Snapchat. Michael loves all of them. She smiles, thinking of the selfie he took yesterday of the two of them. So we've got uh, a uh, anthropomorphic vacuum cleaner taking selfies and a basket devoid of condoms. These are all things that bring smiles to her face. <laughs> These are a few of my favorite things. <laughs> But yeah, then we then we move over into chapter seven, um, uh, where he is at his estate, and he's uh, it starts off with him sort of like w- reminiscing about being uh, growing up on the estate, and he's sort of uh, examining some of the buildings, and he says he I spread my hand over the worn stone of the chimney stack, cold and rough to the touch, but still standing after all these centuries, like the earls of Trevithick. And so I was just like, that is the definitely the the one and normal thought anyone would have, but two, the sort of level of introspection we've come to expect from our coked up DJ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and and before we get off the subject, Trevathic, right, and then tra- his Trevelyan, sure, and he's going to, uh, where is it, Trevil Tracillan Hall? That's the estate he's visiting. Yeah, Kit Seller at Tracillian Hall. So is this is this a commonly known thing that it uh, must start with this? It's I don't know. It's like conjugating Spanish verbs. We've got to get the uh, vosotros form. I'm not sure. When do you use it's, the formal? It sounds usted? like a, a. It seems like a kid, you know, who makes up a magic kingdom, and then he 
you know, oh, and where is the Magic Kingdom? It's in, um, <laughs> it's in Horse World. And what's his name? Horse Man. <laughs> and and how? And what does he do? He horses his way around Horseville. You know, like, yeah. Why, why is everything is Trey? <laughs> but uh, it could be that is a you know centuries old thing, and we're idiots. I, I acknowledge that. <laughs> Who is his favorite character on Welcome Back, Cotter? Um... <laughs> <laughs> That it checks was out, right? Barbarino. Oh, oh, damn it! Damn it! Damn it, kid! Uh, uh, a uh, right before the thing you just read, there was an italics that is just bizarre. Kit and Marianne had always played the heroes, and I was always the villain. How apt is an italics? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, how hard am I hitting that when I'm reading it? How apt? Is it angry? Is it, it? It just doesn't make any sense. Right. So that is his conscience then. But is he's yeah he's thinking the thoughts and then he's got the 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 devil on his shoulder like, um you were you were not the chosen one. Kit was always <laughs> right. Uh, but plot wise, um, his uh, he goes to the hall. Everything works out. Mm-hmm. His visit had been a success. Oliver had made a good call, insisting I visit both estates, blah, blah, blah. The staff now knows I'm behind them. And, you know, it goes on for like a paragraph. And I just thought, well, great. So there's no tension and you can just go back to working out and being horny. I mean, let's get back to your A game here. What was this little aside? Right. How uh, how did he not lust after anyone on the staff of the, of the, of the estate? Like, there's got to be some, you know, hot people working in the gift shop or something you got to have some some people at the front of the house that are that are eye candy yeah we missed a lot of groin tightening and you know (laughs) now we have to just assume it happened thanks a lot el yeah it was pretty much devoid of anything we learned that he has two dogs that are sort of now his wards but then there was something that the second time i read it through i sort of i I had a prediction about what what was what was going on here uh he talks about the sort of people that come to his estate People come to uh, go on like pheasant hunts and they come to surf. And he says, I wrinkle my nose in distaste. Surfing, I enjoy. Clay shooting, I enjoy. But I am not a fan of killing helpless birds. And so I, at first I thought this was like you said last time, like a save the cat moment, just making him into a good guy in our eyes. Uh, but then I think with what we learn later about these 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 thugs who are after Alicia who have who have trafficked her here. I think it's setting some stuff up for later in the book because he says, My father, on the other hand, like my brother, loved the sport. He taught me how to shoot. And I do understand that the sport helps keep the estate profitable. So I think that's just something that, you know, needs to be in the back pocket. So once he has gone full uh um, you know, Mel Gibson give me back my son and is uh blasting guys in the back half of the book. We could turn back to here and be like, oh, of course. We, he, he, he casually, offhandedly mentioned in one sentence that he knows his way around a gun. He has a particular set of skills. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, he's, and he's pretty good with a blade, uh, need I remind you, as well. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, my God. Um, here's a, a, a great uh, EL prose. Her heart rockets into overdrive. Rockets, famous for their overdrive, of course. Um, but yeah, so so idiot stick comes back early, and uh, and tracks mud through the house, mm-hmm. and and falls asleep, and uh, that leads to just an amazing, amazing, scene. I, truly amazing. amazing. Uh, do you? I have I have a lot of it written out. If you want me to read it, um. Uh, before we get to it, just a few stray sentences. Uh, 
she she hadn't asked, but she didn't think he would mind. And he, this is the umbrella, and it had kept her dry from the freezing rain as she'd made her way home. And I'm just glad her umbrella worked as advertised. <laughs> it's re- reminding us what umbrellas do is just. Did you really need to waste those words? Ah, uh, in in Albania we use umbrella upside down, and it has never worked. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then one other sentence. Oh no, this is in the meat of it. So let's yeah, let's get into it. Okay. So she she sees him asleep on the couch, and he says, uh, "Yeah." So his dark lashes flutter over drowsy eyes, and he smiles and holds out his hand. There you are, he mumbles, and his sleepy smile galvanizes her into action. She thinks he wants help to come to his feet, so she steps forward and takes his hand. All at once, he tugs her down onto the sofa, kissing her quickly and curling his arm around her so that she's resting on top of him, her head on his chest. He mutters something unintelligible, and she realizes he must still be asleep. (laughs) I missed you, he murmurs, and his hand grazes her waist then rests on her hip, holding her to him. Is he asleep? And then, you know, uh, canceled. I uh, skipped over some. You smell so good. His voice is barely audible. He takes a deep breath, his body relaxing beneath her, and his breathing mellows into the rhythm of sleep. He's dreaming. So she is putting forth, um, essentially, that he is like, you know, sleep, <laughs> sleep assaulting her. Yeah. Sleep I, coming uh, on to her. I wondered immediately, is this defense, would it even be allowed in court? <laughs> I, I was like... Your Honor, I was sleeping when I grabbed my gorgeous young maid and forced her down on top of me and yes. did not let her go. Yeah. Mr. Weinstein, is, please. Like, this is this is unacceptable. I mean, get out of my court. It's unbelievable. Like, yeah. And then I sleep, walked over to that plant and unzipped my pants and... Uh... <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, it, it never before in the history of mankind has, has this been something that has been offered as a defense that someone has said they've encountered. Um, and she seems to immediately realize, oh, he's asleep and dreaming uh, as he's groping me, kissing me, telling me I smell good and saying and, you know, acknowledging who I am. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, have slept walk once or twice when I was growing up. My parents told me, but this is a. Uh, this is this is crazy. This is next level stuff. Yeah, often when uh, uh, I've been in fights and the person is punching me repeatedly <laughs> in the face, I'm I'm saying to myself, "Oh, he must. He's just trying to get something off of his knuckles." And um, this, oh, he's just working out. This is this is going to end well. It's it's fine. Give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Uh, uh, before before that happened, though, uh, she as she approached him, if she dared, she could reach down and stroke the stubble on his cheek. Would it be soft or prickly? <laughs> Again, what, right. what what goes on in Albania? What, what, <laughs> men walk around with with soft stubble. That's yeah. Wow, it's a uh, it, it. You know, I haven't been there, so uh, who am I to judge? But uh, well, I guess I, I mean I don't know what percentage is soft and which is you know stubbly or which is prickly. But uh, obviously, she tests men, uh, you know, and she has knowledge, and she so she. For some reason, needs to find out about his. Which would it be? Yeah. Uh, that must be a, a dating thing. Like uh, you know, I uh, I'm into uh, horseback riding, and I do shoot, and uh, my stubble is uh, you know semi soft. Uh, they're like, oh, I'm I I am so sorry. I I I usually check for that in a profile, but that's a total deal breaker for me. Like I I'm, I will I'll pay for dinner. Pass. Yes, yes. Um, I I'm sorry that I made it this far, but it's <laughs> um, so. She is very confused by this, obviously, and she 
um, goes through a, a ton of emotions, obviously more more than her normal whiplash. But we don't really see these in in effect. But we are told she takes a deep cleansing breath. She's gone from uncertainty and confusion to delight and wonder to compassion and assertiveness in the space of a few minutes. And that may be the most uh, unbelievable example of telling, not showing that I've ever read. And, and also literally unbelievable. No human has ever experienced that yeah. uh, anyway. But yeah, to, uh, to just to flat out describe it like that is, is just <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Uh, she says about him too, when she's she doesn't, you know, when she's still in doubt about whether she's liking what's happening here. That's not right. He has shown her nothing but kindness, giving her his umbrella, helping her into her coat. And when he caught her at the piano, he was complimentary and generous in his offer to let her play. And uh, yeah, as as we all know, readers of this book, he really is the most saintly of men, blameless yes. and holy. <laughs> his groin tightening every time he gets near a woman, <laughs> bagging everything that moves, the first, sleeping with his dead brother's wife. The first two things are like the most like you know basic things you could do to like help your grandma like out of the car and back into the retirement home after you take her out for like Mother's Day or something. Right. Oh, here, Grandma. Let me let me get that door for you and uh, help you into your coat. Yeah. Um, he's and then he says to himself, feeling simultaneously morose and aroused, I fall asleep and surrender to her in my dreams. And I just going forward, let's just take the arousal at all times as a given. Yeah, I you had know, a, just please. I had an exact similar note where he's like hanging out with his bros, and he's like, my thoughts drift to Alicia. It's like, well, yeah. Tell us when you're not thinking about her, lusting right. after her, and um, yeah, like let us know when the groin is not tight. And but we'll, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. So he uh, he he's so embarrassed by what he's done because he he wakes up in bed and she's put his condom back on the bedside table, and he he gets so embarrassed that he says, "I screw my eyes shut to escape the embarrassment that washes over me." Fuck. Period. A. Uh, period. Duck. Period. <laughs> Yeah. So since we had one in fan fiction last uh, week, that is the third by my count. Oh my gosh. I can't believe that makes a return. It's incredible. It's good enough to, uh, needs a, a second, uh, second turn. <laughs> um, here's a, so all they've done is, is moon after each other, obviously. And so I, I fixed a, a sentence here. Uh, I just wanted to mix it up a little bit, so I'll. Uh, you can probably tell when I come in here. Okay. I lean against the doorframe and watch her mesmerized. Her performance is phenomenal. Each note measured and played with such precision and emotion. The music flows effortlessly, effortlessly through her, from her. Each and every nuance is there on her beautiful face and in the music as she feels her way through the piece. But it was all kind of ruined because she had a really gross booger in her left nostril <laughs> that glistened in the light and looked as though it may have even a little bit of blood in it. Wow, my so. God. <laughs> Pappy? <laughs> Pappy is back. Wow. Oh, yep, my God. Guest, guest writer. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, come on. There's, there's purple prose, and then there's just, this is like, if only it were purple. It's just drivel. Mm-hmm. Just, it, you know, she's perfect. She's perfect. She's more than perfect. She's perfect, perfect. She's okay. No, he, he, we literally come up on she's flawless in every way. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's um, so this this section, he's watching her play the piano. And then uh, Gates, the, 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 
this was this was something. Ga- glancing once more out the window, she begins Le Jeu de à la Via de Est, her favorite piece by List. Um, and so I was like, <laughs> I thought, uh, thinking about you when I read this, I was like, this is like you found a monkey's paw. And we're like, oh, I would love to read a book that uh, talks about, you know, some of my favorite composers <laughs> and some of the pieces they've written. And the finger bends down and it's like, oh, would you now? Very well. <laughs> yeah, this is ironic punishment. That's for sure. <laughs> um, uh, uh, he, but as he's watching her, he says, I close my eyes, imagining her naked as I do in my dreams, letting the music wash over me. I thought to myself, I do that when I go to a meatloaf concert. So, yeah. <laughs> I get it, man. I get it. <laughs> I, I wrote down, can you go two minutes without bonering out on her? <laughs> it's like, well, she's playing. Yeah, you, you've said you've never seen anyone play music this flawless. She's, you know, a genius and perfect. And yet you're, you're still imagining her naked as she's playing. Ugh. Right. He says, this oh, girl. That, yeah, go ahead. That part that you, just, uh, that you just referenced, I just got it to it in my notes. And I said, Connor, may I please award this a firm settle down? <laughs> And I stamped that. That's the playing such a complex piece from memory. The girl is a genius. While I was away, I thought that I'd embellished her performance in my imagination. But no, her technique is flawless. She's flawless in every way. Yeah. So just stamp that one. Yes, please. That's a, that's a definitely firm, firmly settle down, El. But that's she's he's deeming her flawless, and that is before before he's seen her out of her hideous nylon housecoat. Which when she does, his mouth dries. She's slimmer than I'd thought. But her delicate curves are all woman. She's wearing a tight green V-neck sweater. The soft swell of her breasts strain against the wool and emphasize her narrow waist. And her skin-tight jeans showcase the gentle flare of slender hips. So she is pretty much like every uh, every like '90s uh, Marvel superhero woman, like X-Men. Like if you look up, like that was the pinnacle of them just being like beyond. Uh, Beyond the realm of, I think there's there's like people drawing like what that would look like if they were real. They took Barbie and they were like not you know not horny enough. Um, if you look up like the 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 X Man X Man Psylocke, I think she was sort of the epitome of that. But just like um, that, this is her, I guess. Like yeah, except the uh, you know the Marilyn Monroe's mole is she's slimmer than I thought. <laughs> so she's. You know, it's perfection, but, you know, there's there's something that even makes it better, and that's that she's right. slightly slim. But, yeah, you, your point is exactly what I wrote down, is that so all the times you've been whacking it to her, you were just making it up in your head. Right. So who, that was a different body? How... He was unable to discern anything, but he was right. So I don't, I don't know what he was doing when he was, you know, imagining her naked playing piano. Like, okay, so you made up one. Was she sort of a twiggy body then, and she had no breasts, or yeah. how, how did that work? <laughs> but the the, fir- the first two girls that we saw him banging, like, were both like goddesses. I think he he called them. So like, for her to to <laughs> to even be like, you know, re- rising to that level, he I don't know. He must have assumed that, I guess, while he was whacking it to her. But Yeah. Well, he's a really good guy. And, th- and this also proves it when he talks to her. I have 23 years. And he says, old enough. Good. <laughs> I, he really is a hero. <laughs> I wrote, does anyone believe for a second that this would have made a difference if she had been like 17? Um, right. That was like, there are, there are things that I've, that I've had to, to Google in this, in this episode. Um, one of them was, do Albanians wear seatbelts? Um, and, but I, I held off on Googling what the age of consent in England was. I just assumed it was going to be 18, but, um, 
But <laughs> do you do you have a virtual private network that you uh, can yeah, go to search I mean, these things? I have I have the keyboard for incognito mode is a muscle memory for all the uh, research into <laughs> Sonic getting Knuckles pregnant. We do it at Rift Tracks, but. Um, Oh, and so much of it. We do so much. It's like <laughs> half our work. Uh, but the, the, the seatbelts thing will come later. But uh, he says, he looks down at her getting dressed and says, don't you wear socks? She she shakes her head as she bends and laces each boot, but her cheeks pink once more. Maybe no socks is an Albanian thing. <laughs> so I, he, the, the introspection he was having where he was looking at the stones and thinking just like the Earls of Trevithick is, is, is long gone. He is officially the dumbest man alive. <laughs> Well, I'm just uh, a missed opportunity when he looked at her feet for his groin to tighten. It was my you know, little wiki feet moment for that guy. That could be where his uh, where her flaw turns up. It's like, oh, her uh, her her pinky toe kind of curls into her fourth toe. Like yeah. that must get a slight blister when she runs. Uh, I like when she he gets her into the car. Hang on, I say, and gather up the empty coffee cups, crisp packets, yes. and sandwich wrappers. I stuff them into a plastic bag, and I, I just love the thought of this uh, the Earl uh, <laughs> on a road trip mowing down potato chips like a trucker, yes. tossing them in his back seat. He gets the nacho cheese combos and pours them into the bag of pizza combos, so he's got like a combo snack mix, and is like, oh, life doesn't get much better. I'll be dashed if this... Uh, this uh, Potato crisps aren't some of the best crisps I've had on this trip. <laughs> he, not even my chef is able to make these. The uh, the trucking through time excerpt you posted on Patreon. He's he's crapping in a bag and tossing it out the window, <laughs> and then pulling his air horn. <laughs> but I noticed uh, that. So he 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 has uh, empty coffee cups, crisp packets, and sandwich wrappers. And I immediately wrote down no used condoms. A smile. Th- two sentences later. With what I hope is a reassuring smile, I gesture for Alicia to climb in. I'm not certain, but she looks like she's stifling a smile. Maybe the mess is amusing her. So it is. She's looking at the garbage. There's no used condom, so it's triggering a smile in her. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, as they're driving, by the way, it is pretty, Alicia murmurs as we drive past. It is. Like you. <laughs> oh, is she pretty? <laughs> the fact that he's so clumsy at this point, like, oh my god! Right? Yeah, as a, a, a an eighth grader, that might be something you work up to as a way to uh, as a way to compliment your your girlfriend that you hold hands with in between classes. But I mean, for the Earl of Trevithick, come on, man! But they don't. Yeah, get... he's he's Joey from Friends here, not the <laughs> not the Earl from Trevithick. But uh, so before they can start driving, a warning beep sounds. Please put your seatbelt on. Oh, she's surprised. We don't wear these where I come from. So this, this very intriguing to me uh, because, you know, like we said, we don't know much about Albania, but um, I, it just struck me as probably odd, not true that they just do not wear seatbelts there as a people. Yeah, it can't be true. And, <laughs> and maybe this is yet another clumsy thing of later he's going to stomp the brakes hard and shoot the uh pursuers out of mm. his own car or something oh man he has knowledge of yeah of the uh habits of albanian sex traders uh and their seatbelt habits and then he lights a he he the brakes squeal he lights a cigarette and says click it or ticket <laughs> but, but, uh, um by the way on cue she gives me a glorious smile that i feel in my groin <laughs> We really got to get this guy to a urologist. <laughs> yes, it's bad news. So I, but I, but I did. I looked it up. 
I Googled, do Albanians wear seatbelts? <laughs> and so a couple of results down the page, there's like, you know, when you, when you travel to countries, there's like things about insurance, like rental car companies and stuff like that. And it appears that, of course, since the 70s and like mid 90s, 70s, that became a law. No cars have been allowed to be made without seatbelts since the mid 90s. Uh, but but the first result, this is not a bit or anything. This is the first result is a website called faxking.com. Like sure. the, the king of all facts. And uh, it, it it says Albanians do not wear seatbelts. So it's possible that um, this is where EL got this information from. And so, <laughs> some of this is amazing. It's a good website. I'll link to it. Some of the other web facts about Albania on faxking.com. Eggs don't come in a dozen. Here, eggs are sold in packages of 10. Not that exciting, but different. <laughs> so the king is sort of uh, editorializing on these facts. It says, how they open bananas. People in Albania open their bananas differently than in America. Open the banana from the stem, which is the harder way to do it. But Albanians showed the correct way. Is, uh, is this, uh, is facts king actually, is this our, our friend uh, Rich Low-Tax Kayanka? <laughs> is this sounds, a side project of his? sounds like it. He's, yeah, the, the, it's Low-Tax, the avatar with the king, uh, the crown on. And then there's one more. This one is amazing. The concept of cheating is unknown to Albanian culture. Cheating is thought of, this is like in school, I think. Cheating is thought of more so as sharing and helping. This idea of sharing can prove to be a problem for the schooling system here because some teachers in this society can be also be bribed to help the students get a better grade. So uh, it's just claiming that uh, throughout the entire country of Albania, academically cheating is uh, is part of the culture, and it's just regarding as helping people. Um, I choose to believe the faxing is uh, is true about this because it, <laughs> it just didn't, it's just it's a Twilight Zone world. Uh, I I find it hard to believe, but I I don't know. I guess yeah, certain cultural things do develop. <laughs> uh, speaking of the seatbelt thing, I was. Uh, Years ago, I was in uh, uh, Los Cabos, and we rented the, one of the VWs that were, you know, the little bugs that were made down there. We were mm-hmm. just trying to get the cheapest car we could. And the seatbelts were in there, but did not work. There was no buckle. And we told the woman who was renting it to us, and she said, no, 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 you don't need seatbelts if you just drive carefully. <laughs> wow. <laughs> said, okay. Uh, all right. Uh, so we, we tried as best we could to drive carefully. People in other countries known for their careful and uh, and safe driving um, as, as a general rule. Yes. Um, so on the ride home, this is my last, I think this is the last sentence of, yeah, of that chapter. Uh, she gives me a radiant smile that illuminates her lovely face, and I'm smitten. Um, so the previous six chapters had not made that clear that <laughs> yes. he was smitten by yeah. her. This is the first time he's smitten by I, her. Apparently. I took note of that, yeah. Man, once he's smitten, I don't know what's going to be happening with his groin. It's going to be a <laughs> DEFCON 5 or whatever, whatever the highest like, one is. My groin rocketed into overdrive, I think <laughs> would be the... Um, yeah, I, that's the, it was, it's revealed that she has synesthesia. So she sees uh, music as colors. Um, I guess that's just part of her genius. I'm not sure, uh, how that's going to factor into the plot in any way. Uh, the only other thing that I noted in this chapter was, uh, he pulls into the driveway of Magda's home and, uh, he, he starts to get jealous because he sees a curtain pull back in the front room and a young man's face clearly visible in the light from the street lamp. Is that your boyfriend? No, that's Michael, Magda's son. He's 14. 
so he i've i've been uh, my brother is getting married in a week and a half and i've been working on a slideshow that has pictures of them so there's like for their table decorations they're doing like you know table 12 is going to be a picture of both them when they're 12 so i've seen just as recently as two days ago i was looking at pictures of him when he's 14 14 is young as hell <laughs> yeah <laughs> for him to see yeah. a 14 year old looking out of the window um you know who's probably playing like pokemon on his ds and being like is that your boyfriend is just he is dumb as a rock he is and and they both are in this this when you see a, a house you know nothing about and you see a person in it what is that your boyfriend? Is that the first question you ask? Like, right. Is that your is is that uh is that a carpenter? Like, <laughs> well, no. Just why don't you ask who that is, and then I'll explain. The, you know, I'll take it from there. Is that the eccentric what? person that owns this house and lets you stay there in exchange for feeding his cats? <laughs> That's my yeah. go-to. I... Right. Oh boy, he saw that face in the window, and the mystery of her just deepened. <laughs> there are other people that live in your home. He thought to himself. <laughs> um all right well that's done with chapter seven before we go to chapter eight let's do some uh fanfic and now i bet they bitching because my flow switching trying to tell me what to write about some fan fiction can't they just be happy i no longer have to face eviction that i'm living on my life all right so we have uh five examples of prose from the mister uh, and they could be real uh, coming later in the book, or they could be fanfic written by our listeners. Uh, let's get right to it. You're going to guess after each one of these whether they are real or fanfic. Number one. Okay. Jenkins makes short work of tying to two thugs' hands behind their back. He lashes their ankles together for good measure. My lord, he says, and points to where Ratface's parka has ridden up to reveal a pistol butt in the waistband of his trousers. Armed breaking and entering. This gets better and better. I'm grateful he didn't try to use the weapon on me or Alicia. I pass Jenkins the shotgun, and after a moment's hesitation, because he deserves it, I give Baldy a fast, forceful kick in his ribs. That's for Alicia, you fucking scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, nice touch. I believe there is a, a scumbag coming up in the in a chapter. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say that's real. Okay, we did have a uh, we did have a. Uh, break-in uh, revealed on the, the last episode. So, uh, yeah. Uh, number two. Alicia made her small frame even more compact as she peered out from under the pantry. The earthen smell of the root vegetables gave a small comfort as her flashing brown eyes searched the crack of light by the larder door for movement. Her heart raced at the thought of the mister, her mister, returning to his fine cottage to find Dante with his bloodied face. The iron skillet had found its mark and given her enough time to dash away. But he was now angry, so angry, and she had once again put the mist, no, Maxim, in harm's way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang. Uh, it sounds real, but I'm going to say fanfic. I'm, uh, uh, full disclosure, that's a complete guess. I have okay. no idea. All right. Uh, number three. You said you wanted to stay in bed. She climbs in besides me and steals a piece of buttered toast. Here, I scoop up some scrambled eggs on a fork and offer it to her. She opens her mouth, and I feed her. Mmm, she says, and closes her eyes in appreciation. My dick rouses at the sight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Well, he mentioned her mouth without mentioning her lips, so I'm going to uh, say that's fanfic. Oh, all right. The, the tip-offs people have not picked up on yet. Uh, number four. Her gaze lingers on my face, but I have no idea what she's thinking. Thank you, she finally says. You are most welcome, I reply, relieved. 
Now we're going to get you some decent shoes. Alicia's face lights up like a summer's day. Ah, shoes. The way to every woman's heart. Hmm. Uh, fanfic. Okay. Um, Number five, the last one. She carefully runs her hands over the smooth brown leather seats. This kind of luxury is completely foreign to her. The stitching finer than anything she's ever seen. She is puzzled by the controls, seemingly hundreds of dials and switches that control the device. No one in Kukis owns anything this complicated. Is it safe for me to seat, Mr. Maxim? She asks anxiously. He grins and takes her hand, his touch electrifying her body as he effortlessly lifts her into the seat. It's the safest Eurocopter they make. Don't worry, I've got you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm going to say it's fanfic. (laughs) Okay, all right. So, uh, first two you got correct. Uh, The uh, arm breaking and entering uh, gives him a kick in the ribs was, was real. Uh, second one, uh, her hitting the guy with an iron skillet was fanfic by Wendy. Uh, the next two you were, you were off on, you said they were both fanfic. They were both real. Him, uh, him, uh, getting turned on by, by feeding her scrambled eggs was very much real and choose the way to every woman's heart is very much real. And the, the last one is fanfic by Jordan. I feel like the, the Eurocopter might've been just a, uh, might've been getting a little greedy at the end of it. Yeah, the only reason I, I had, we'd already seen her get into a vehicle and she hadn't mused at that point that she'd never seen anything like that in Kukus. <laughs> so that was my only clue on that one, okay. honestly. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the getting turned on by her eating a fork full of scrambled eggs is um, something to look forward to, I guess, is one way to put that. Yeah, what's the level beyond smitten? We we still haven't uh, exhausted the uh, the ways to say how much he digs this woman. <laughs> All right, well, good work, everybody. Please uh, send us more of that. It's uh, I think this is going to be a really good exercise because you can get all your. I mean, this is as fanfic as they come. You know, or not all fanfic is erotic, but uh, the 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 true true highest level of fanfic, in my in my humble opinion, is is the erotic fanfiction. So uh, <laughs> get it out of your system, folks. Send us send us send us it to it for next week. Oh, I can't believe you just solicited that. All right. <laughs> um, uh, so we uh, we meet Magda. We've already talked about how she is blonde and curvy with hazel eyes that sparkle with her wicked sense of humor. Um, not sure exactly how you how you know that based on her like entering. I know, like sizing yeah. up that her eyes are sparkling with her wicked sense of humor. I, we don't really get much of a sense of her sense of humor either. All she does is sort of smoke cigarettes and worry about the thugs that are trying to kill her and her son. Right. Well, <clears throat> there there is this curious trait about her. The kitchen stinks of cigarette smoke, which Magda normally hates, even as a smoker herself. <laughs> uh, is is that a thing? Yeah. Smoke smokers who hate cigarette smoke. I don't know. It's, like it's the self-loathing? the compulsion to do it is just I I oh god oh every puff is agony but I can't stop myself. <laughs> Magda, you disgusting blonde, curvy, sparkly eyed woman. <laughs> um, here's another parenthetical italicized thing. Uh, some men from the immigration department were here today looking for you. Oh no, is an internal thought. What, why can't she just say, "Oh no"? Right. Oh, oh goodness, really? But that—that's an internal thing. Like, oh no. Right. I, I don't understand why that can't just be a piece of dialogue. Right. It makes and no it, sense. And it's—it's it's an italicized internal thought. The important distinction between the non-italicized internal thought. Right. Um, 
Yeah, so the, they, they were there looking for them, but the, the neighbor told them he didn't like the looks of him and told him to go to hell. Uh, so, But it has been sort of revealed that the these guys are, are on to her. Um, but so whatever is in her, in her past, which we're about to learn about quickly, uh, quickly goes out the... Uh, goes out the window and she she goes to bed and uh and uh, gets busy uh thinking about the mister and her own synesthesia which is a, an odd combination yeah and i i have this there's a weird uh i'll, I'll ask you once i read this sentence he, he's the reason she's in england she has put as many miles as she can between them think of the mister only the mister her tr- hand travels down her body think only of him <laughs> have, have you heard the phrase uh Lie back and think of England. I yes, <laughs> that's what it put me in mind. <laughs> He's the reason she's in England. Think only of him. <laughs> so she's literally lying back and thinking of England. Amazing. Um, but so, so this is something that I I stands out to me as she's as she's doing that. She she imagines that she's lying on him again, inhaling his scent and kissing his skin and feeling the steady beat of his heart against her breast. I missed you. She groans. And I, I just think we need a new word, like, because everyone's groaning all the time here. And I just associate groaning with, like, old men, like, struggling to get out of a recliner or something, you know? Right. Like Norman in those shorts. <laughs> and so, like, it doesn't—it's always used in, like, an erotic context for the most part here. Like, like moaning, I guess, is sort of what they're doing. But I uh, I just always associate it with, like, ugh. <laughs> Well, we she gro- she groans when she worries herself, yes. uh, you know. <laughs> um, but so he and he goes home and he uh, he uh, um, says uh, he's panting while steaming hot water cascades over over me. I've been reduced to jerking off in the shower again. I didn't, I did don't know that we were alerted to the first time that happened, but um, it was just- and 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 his given his uh, you know his whole being in person is, is that really, you know, is he really lowering himself? And <laughs> right. This is pretty much what you do. This is your thing. So <laughs> right. you're not really slumming it here, pal. This right. is kind of right in your sweet spot. Right. Yeah. If you're a uh, professional basketball player, you're not like, I found myself at the gym practicing free throws again. <laughs> right. like, yeah. like, well, again, we'll assume when you're not, when you're not doing this, let us know. Um, uh, we, we go ahead. Well, I, I'm just picture in your mind how tight the groin would be if he had seen this. Dressed only in Michael's tatty SpongeBob SquarePants PJ bottoms and his old Arsenal football shirt, she gathers her clothes for the day. I just thought, man, it's a good thing he did not see that. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it has to be one of those, uh, you know, she looks even more beautiful without makeup or showering type of things. Right. I mean, it would just emphasize how young she is, and you know, <laughs> but she is good to go. So, <laughs> SpongeBob, uh, I'm going to take another shower. <laughs> Speaking of sponging, <laughs> um, but so we we lamented last time that when he when he talked with his fencing buddy that we didn't get like a a, a James Wynn horny friend, um, but he we we are finally blessed with their presence of uh joe and tom he goes out and really just like goes out in the town and bros down with these two guys so it's sort of fun to read uh read what uh what el james thinks men do when they go out and you know have beers together um we have joe who is the uh, uh he's from senegal and we have tom who's like a uh a, a wounded veteran who uh went to afghanistan with the british army but they uh they have they have some 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 great dialogue 
Uh, yeah, there's no way you're ready to settle down, mate. You're as much of a serial shagger as I am. And I need a wingman, Joe says with a broad grin. Come on, Trevelyan. You've shagged your way through most of London, Tom taunts. And I don't know if he's disgusted or impressed. Fuck off, Tom, I say. And we all laugh. So <laughs> we finally get bros being bros in this. I just, I appreciate that. It was like sort of like, you know, you know, having my own conversations played back to me. Uh, yeah, they're great. I have a lot of their, their dialogue here. Um, first of all, as they're talking, Tom regards me, eyes narrowed, his interest peaks, something you're not telling us? <laughs> shit. And I just thought, is that the most worthless use of shit yet? And the answer, nope, there's one like a couple sentences <laughs> later. So just uh, chatting with his friends, them giving him a little bit of business, and still his internal dialogue is going, shit. Yes, right. Shit, I'm talking to my two friends. <laughs> And, like, what is the—I was just like, is he consistently drooling? Is he, like, always doing, like, the— I, 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 like, what, what is tipping his hand so prominently in these conversations? Because Caro picked up on it, too. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess he is. I mean, maybe they just have a—you a, a, know, they shoot a look down to his groin, and if it's tight, you know, <laughs> <Right>. they know <laughs> they know what's going on. Uh, here's a, uh, uh, a little quiz for everyone. Is this on purpose or terrible writing? Um, of the three of us, Tom is the only one in a long-term relationship. Henrietta is a saint. She nursed Tom through the trauma, blah, blah, blah. He could do a lot worse. A few sentences later, I shake my head. Joseph still has a not-so-soft spot for my sister. She could do a lot worse. Oh, wow. He's a good guy, but I... So that really was a puzzling... What? What is he saying? <laughs> what is this parallel? He could do a lot worse. I don't... I would... I, 99 times out of 100, I'm going to put my money on terrible writing. That's amazing. <laughs> Never, yeah, never attribute to uh, cleverness what can be yeah. explained by stupid writing. <laughs> um, I just, uh, as we're, as they're, they sort of like uh, go back to his house to finish the night. And I, I turned the page and I wrote, I cannot believe there are 375 pages to go with this. Like it is, it is a quick read. These have been, you know, 80 page sections that we've read, but um, I, I, I just, if it, if it shapes, it shakes out the way that it's, it's been building to for these first 150. It's a, it's going to be a long slog. It, it definitely is. Uh, especially since we get another description later of, uh, his physical, his body is toned and leaned yep. like the misters. Each muscle of his abdomen is clearly defined. And I just thought, you know, if you're doing this for the so that the movie, when they cast the movie, they don't <laughs> cast a fatty in there. Don't you don't have to worry about it. Everyone's right. gonna look. Right. Everyone's gonna be a soap opera star. Don't have any concerns about that. They're not gonna screw this up. You don't need to keep saying that. Yeah, you would think that would be more would dominate the conversation. Just being like, hey guys, um, thanks for coming out. Have you have you ever noticed that us and everyone we ever encounter is stunningly attractive? Like. I think we might be in some sort of like black mirror simulation where like they've taken all the all the unattractive people out of the equation. Uh, just an earlier thing I just noted. I want to just go back to it. He says, uh, Maxim says, even my grueling workout this morning had done little to get her out of my system. And I just thought, imagine me, you know, uh, before we start going into reviewing a movie or something like yeah, Connor, you know, my uh, my hot maid at my London penthouse is really getting in my head. I'm not, not even this grueling workout I'm doing is making it. Hey, where are you going? Why, yeah. why, are, you, why, are, you, why are you quitting Rift Tire Tire sque- screech. I never speak yeah. to you again. It is. It's like, yeah. this, it's like that thing you turned up on the dark web last time. Oh, my condoms. Oh, right. oh I, I must, have, uh, must have fallen out of my pocket. 
The fact that he does it to himself is very funny. Right, exactly. Oh, boy, I sure am working out, aren't I? Man. (laughs) It's amazing. He's flexing and just being like, my maid shops for her uh, industrial cleaning supplies over that way. (laughs) Doing the point thing. (laughs) Um, His arm brushes her shoulder and she freezes as her heart goes into overdrive. I'm like, please, rockets Rockets. go into overdrive, (laughs) not heart. Um, Well, I liked, uh, so she she meets his two friends and they sort of like, they also get pretty horny for her. Um, But she, uh, she, after she she meets her, she goes about cleaning um, and she says, uh, his bedroom is now tidy and she was surprised and delighted to note there were still no used condoms in his wastebasket. And I, I just thought, well, that would be quite a twist if he uh, <laughs> he wakes up with his two uh, his two buddies yes. and all of a sudden, like, there's more than there's ever been. Like, I think that the mister is keeping something from me. <laughs> um, she says, perhaps he's disposing of them in a different way. She doesn't dwell on this thought because it depresses her. So it just, to emphasize, this thing that we joked about in the very first episode has become without a doubt a thing that's a a character defining trait of hers yeah it's absurd it's absurd that that uh you know becomes the touch point of the whole thing is whether or not um there's a great uh a great sentence here he says he's horning out for her and he says leave her alone dude to himself and that do, do you refer to yourself as dude <laughs> and then a sentence that made me just go oh god he uh says ask her out but there's a period after ask her and out oh yeah Ugh. Well, like it, inter- internet-y ugh. yeah twittery well, that's, how, that's how fuck a duck was uh was was emphasized earlier right uh and then my next thing is i have a challenge out there for any kind of artist who could do this please uh draw this scene that i'm about to describe she is all dark eyes long lashes high cheekbones and full parted lips my groin tightens <laughs> so I want that as just a single panel caricature if I could get that please. There is a uh there was a thing like 2 months ago I think there was like some sculpture called Momo where kids were like uh there was some weird fake viral thing. Uh, you do you know that? Mm-mm. But it was a uh if you if you google Momo I think that that's uh that's that was the first thing that came to mind when I read that passage. It's ghastly. I'm going to go to Fact King and look up Momo <laughs> see, see what it says about it. So, the Albanian thing. So that latest groin tightening is as he's taking uh, pictures of her. And he's taking pictures of her because he revealed that the forbidden closet of mystery that she must never enter uh, is a dark room. So we've uh, we've we've got that established. Uh, this thing that I thought was going to be a, a pivotal plot point has just sort of been introduced, and then like uh, a crappy uh, 1940s serial just revealed in the next episode that like oh it's completely um, benign and pointless. Um, yeah, the the only thing I mean, I guess if it had been the the room where he keeps the uh, he has another water heater, He's just like <laughs> don't go in there because that one's really if you bump the thing, it like the settings go all off. You know? Yes, <laughs> yes, right. It's the uh, it's the place where like the the super. Um, comes in to change the air filter, and he just really prefers I don't go in there um, because some people, other tenants have been like storing. They put like like some extra like their suitcases in there. One time, it like almost started a fire, so he just prefers. Yeah, so it's it's a liability thing, really. I mean, I'll, I'll show it to you, but it, you know, just stay out of there. Right. Don't uh, clean it. I, I wasn't sure if you still need a dark room because he's showing her these pictures. Have you taken her of all dark eyes, long eyes, and cheek high cheekbones on the digital viewfinder of it? So it is a digital 
photograph, so I wasn't sure what he needed a dark room to develop <laughs> that crap for, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but because this was a great passage, he finally like goes for it after he takes his picture. Um, Alicia, I breathe and kiss her again, softly, slowly, as not to frighten her. She stills in my arms, then brings her hands up to clutch my biceps, closing her eyes as she accepts me. I deepen the kiss, my tongue teasing her lips, and she opens her mouth. Fuck. So I, I, I just, I think that like, we, we still don't know who he is, but I bet that that Times Square VJ guy was thinking the exact same thing after he took that famous photograph. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> An italicized. Uh-huh. Well, I, I do know that my, my favorite thing when uh, kissing a woman is when she clutches my biceps. <laughs> is that a, a common? <laughs> right. It's sort of a weird, difficult thing to do, right? Yeah. It's, just just the bicep or, I mean, the whole upper arm or just, I don't know. Like she's going to start doing pull-ups or something on you. He's still trying that, you know, like, yeah, bro, I was making out with my hot mate. She clutched my bicep, which I just <laughs> blasted at the gym, you know. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, the uh, first little romantic encounter, if you don't count the sleep assault, uh, is interrupted by uh, people showing up the door and claiming they're from immigration. And so she flees the scene. And uh, fortunately, we our, our premise that everyone in this book is unattractive, is attractive, is 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 ruined because these two uh, uggos show up. And they're pretty much, I, I wrote, the Albanian wet bandits like yeah. from Home Alone. Because <laughs> there's, uh, there's a thick-set and balding guy who oozes aggression from every pore in his body and from his sly, shrewd eyes. And then his uh, his partner looms behind him, thin, silent, and menacing. The hairs on my neck stand to attention. Uh, no mention of what his groin is doing. But yeah, so they're pretty much Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci. And they uh, <laughs> they are like inept because they I guess they don't learn that there is no immigration department. There's like some other thing that's there and they don't have a warrant and they can't pronounce his name. So they're just dumb as hell as well. Yeah, but he he looks at these guys. He looks at the wet bandits. And then in italics, he says to himself, his brain asks himself, who are these low lives?" <laughs> and, and instead of just saying to them, hey, hey, who are you, lowlife? Right. <laughs> you could find out. Right. Why is your brain puzzling it out? It just is. ask them. It's, uh, it's a question that we, we are, as readers of, as, as, of this type of book and being familiar with, uh, with genre and cliche, we, we immediately are asking the same question ourselves, but they, they just lay it out right for us there. Uh, this sentence caused me to, ugh. Uh, you need a warrant to search these premises. Where is it? I hiss with the authority that comes from a life of privilege and several years at one of the best public schools in Britain. Yep, I highlighted that ugh. one. That was wretched. I, again, it's, you know, at first I'm like, I'm maybe that's supposed to be satire, or supposed to be funny, but again, I'm not going to give her that... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> nothing, nothing in this book says I don't, that, that would be. I the don't case. think so. There was a follow up very similar to that. Um, you know, when he he lies or something like that and says, uh, you know, a lifetime of, at the public school had taught me to do that type of thing too. So it's it's good that he's so self aware in this thing. But I'm surprised that that didn't come as a uh, as an italicized comment from his shoulder. Like that's what all that time spent at the private school was for. Maxim, well done. Maybe that's going to, again, like the uh, no seatbelt Albanians and the uh, skill with a gun, maybe uh, the public school, uh, that'll come into play as he confronts these mean Albanians. Yeah, we do, we get a, a truly baffling um, allusion to that in the next chapter, which um, I'm ready to move on to if you're not. I am ready. Okay. So we have chapter nine, 
um, he runs out uh, to to go after her. Like he, she, she has gone out the fire escape. She goes back to check in on him. He goes back to check in on her. They're both just trying to make sure that they're safe. Um, but he decides he needs to go track her down, and so he's going to drive to uh, Magda's or the train station. And this is again, like you said, like the the do the flexing and pointing over there. Uh, he he reaches the garage, and I press the electronic key, expecting the Land Rover Discovery to open, but instead the Jag beeps to life. Shit! In my haste, I picked up the wrong key. Like, and that it's just like the dark web sketch from last time. Like, oh, it appears I've brought my luxury sports car key by mistake. How embarrassing for me to have to drive this uh, $80,000 high-performance auto to uh, rescue the damsel in distress. Yeah, doesn't he brag something about his garage space to himself as he's finding? He's like, I have space for two cars in this flat, which yes. is kind of a rare thing for this area of London or something. Yeah, yeah. And, but then he also says, like, it's you know, not even like my collection compares to kits, which I've also inherited. <laughs> right. Uh, she does a puzzling thing. I, I've just never experienced this. The physical effort of throwing up leaves her wrung out, but a little calmer. <laughs> That's not, never been my experience with throwing up, but I, everybody reacts differently, I guess. Sure, yeah. Woo, I'm so, oh, boy, I just feel so calm now, now that there's a pile of my own sick in front of me. Yeah, why am I paying uh, 15 bucks a month for this Headspace app? This is all the mindfulness I need. <laughs> right. Um, but she's, uh, she's like on the train, I, or yeah, she's, so she's like having these, these thoughts and she's sort of forced to, to wait, uh, to see if Magda is going to be safe as she gets to her destination. But so she's having the internal monologue, please keep them safe. Please keep them safe. Please hurry. Maxim, he kissed me twice, twice. And she's literally running for her life. Um, but she's, she's, she's for some reason is, is still, um, school girling out about the fact that this guy has just kissed her in his dark room, which is just, again, like you just said, um, to each their own, but it seems unlikely to me. Yeah. And she completely loses the third person here, right at that, that sentence you just read continues. He said lovely words about her. You're beautiful. (laughs) You're beautiful is not in quotes or anything. She's just, Oh wow. She's calling herself. You're beautiful. You're stunning. And he kissed her. That's how I feel. I, I don't. I don't even know what's going on here. She's just naming James Blunt songs, maybe. Like <laughs> yeah. That's the, uh, yeah. Uh, by it, the way, what did you? Uh, how do you pronounce the one name of the uh, the Wet Bandit? Oh, is it like I Y L L I Y L L I Ely Ely Yeah, Ely. I guess. His name is that's pronounced Treville Ely. Yes. Uh, it's pronounced groin. You looked up the name of his school, right? That was pronounced three different ways. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I forget what that was. Right. Yeah. Well, so there was another name that she had uh, of another person that had been uh, had been uh, someone that she had been trafficked here with. That I uh, wrote down her name. That was oh yeah. She was. Don't think about Albania. Don't think about this journey. Don't think about the other girls. About Blariana. <laughs> which is a uh, I, 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 I hope that we get to learn more about Bleriana because that's a uh, that's a great name. Uh, I'm gonna uh, uh, buy the URL for Bleriana. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it's got a different meaning. Uh, this is a good, this slightly long paragraph here, but it's got a good uh, ending to it. It's it pays off, and I thought this is a finally a paragraph that did make me laugh. 
Uh, I remember our Christmas holiday. Kit had been in such good form. Marianne and I had joined him and Carolyn at a jazz festival in Havana. A couple days later, we'd all flown down to St. Vincent, taken a boat to Bequia, and spent Christmas together in a private villa. Marianne had gone on to Whistler to ski and to spend New Year's <laughs> Eve with friends, and Carol and Kit and I had returned to the UK for Hogmanay. It had been an amazing week, and the day after New Year's Day, Kit died or killed himself <laughs> there, I thought. <laughs> I laughed out loud at the, you know, he's doing the uh, humble brag thing again. What a great week we had. We right. all went, you know, it's like his Christmas letter. Yes. Then we flew off to a private villa in St. Bart's. And uh, parenthetically, oh, then Kit killed himself, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and that slipped in for the first moment. Like, I was suspecting some sort of murder, but this is the first time we've gotten the uh, suspicion that he killed himself um, by riding his motorcycle on the icy street. Yeah, I uh, we, we missed that one. Yeah, uh, suicide it was. I mean, obviously, that's going to be it. He, he wasn't involved in any Albanian sex trafficking, was he? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, impo- uh-huh. oh, it's impossible but oh i hope so well i mean he has been very much set up as the golden boy the guy who could do no wrong you know the the you know the, the center of attention always and 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 uh maxim's like the black sheep who just sort of is the the screw up so oh please uh, please Car- caroline maybe pu- pushed him into it and then uh yeah so she, maybe she's the She'll be in the uh, the she'll be the last baddie that he has to confront. Oh man, I hope so. A I sword so. fight to the death on top of uh, yes, London Bridge. <laughs> this is uh, this is good. This is a, a nice testament to our hero's uh, intellect. He's uh, he's waiting for her at the train station. Um, I watch as the frigid wind blows a discarded crisp packet in gusts along the station platform and across the train tracks, but it doesn't hold my attention for long. <laughs> the fact that it even did for a little while is really a uh, your attention was fully focused on this as you're as you're hoping that these uh, these thugs haven't killed your your beloved. He was she was toying with doing a little American Beauty thing and yeah. then uh, just didn't <laughs> dropped it. Um, we get a we get a good uh, uh, sort of I think she's going for like a, a notebook type of uh, thing or a. A star is born. I just wanted to take another look at you. When Alicia sees him, she stops short in complete astonishment. The other disembarking passengers stream past them as she and Maxim stare at each other, drinking each other in. The doors close with a hiss of compressed air, and the train gradually pulls out of the station, leaving them on their own. Hello, he says, breaking the silence between them as he approaches her. You left without saying goodbye. But... You know, so yeah, that's supposed to be like the, you know, I, I never forgot about you from the notebook. But it's sort of undercut by the fact that she's literally running for her life at this exact moment. I just... Uh... Yeah, and he blows the moment too because his uh, he says, oh baby, I whisper and open my arms. Like, <laughs> yeah, gross. You just, you just made it all weird and gross now. <laughs> right. Yeah, especially because she confirmed that she was 23 in the last one. <laughs> they go to uh, Magda's house. Yes, she's, he's invited in, and um, so curvy Magda. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hard to it's hard to not keep reemphasizing, but she she literally fled his apartment for her life from guys who were there to harm her. Um, but uh, she's she's making him uh, coffee, and uh, she asks him, "Would you like milk and sugar?" I shake my head. No, thank you. I loathe instant coffee and can only tolerate it black. But now isn't the right time to tell her. Do you think? <laughs> 
Do you think that, uh, you know, that says she's experienced this trauma that she's had to flee? Might not be the right time to comment on your, your, your dislike of cheap instant coffee. Oh, that was a fantastic moment. Yes, I, I noted it. And so, I tr- triple underline that baby. <laughs> and then, you know, not, not, uh, not three paragraphs later, um, he's asking her something and uh, she, he can't get an answer out of her. She doesn't respond, but her teeth worry her upper lip. Under any normal circumstance, this would drive me crazy. But seeing her this distraught is sobering. Uh, <laughs> so the just the sheer like lack of awareness that he should not be um, even entertaining these thoughts or sharing them with us uh, struck me as as a as a very interesting. So uh, I I looked into like sort of what he's done in his past, um, Maxim, and mm. it seems like there's a lot of speculation about this. On the uh, dark web, whether or not, of of course, whether he's been, you know, just sort of like whether this is like unique to this situation. And it turns out there's been um, a lot of speculative fiction about if uh, if if uh, Maxim was involved in sort of other uh, events. Uh, how he would have maybe uh, interacted with people uh, throughout history. Uh, oh, as... I would be fascinated to know how that would turn out. Okay, well, let's um, let's take a listen. I've queued some of them up. Boston, 1986. Uh, Bill, you guys play game seven tomorrow night. Is that ball that went through your legs going to weigh on your mind when you take the field? Well, you just got to take it one game at a time. I mean, both teams want to win out there, and they're a great ball club, so... I loathe cliched athletes speak, but since Mr. Buckner just cost his team the World Series, I decide it isn't the right time to call him out on it. London, 2019. Are you okay, sir? Usually I'd be upset that this man who just flew through the windshield of his car is spurting blood all over my DJing shirt, but I decide to bite my tongue and send his surviving family a dry-cleaning bill later. New York, 2009. Oh, I'm so sorry, Maxim. I was on on Twitter and saw someone posting animated gif of the towers falling and oh it just brought me back to that horrible day under normal circumstances i'd point out to him that steve wilhite the creator of the gif format declared it should be pronounced gif but since his wife died on 9-11 i decide to let it slide amsterdam 1945 please please come in quickly you weren't seen were you oh good okay Now, my family is hidden upstairs, including my daughter, Anne. We were told you could help us escape the Nazis. He hasn't offered to take my coat, which usually means I'd walk right back out the door and never think twice, but the man's clearly under a lot of stress, so I decide to ignore his egregious faux pas for the time being. Los Angeles, 1995. This verdict is an abomination. I vow to seek justice until it is delivered for my son. That lousy Avis rental car pitchman will not get away with murder. I start to raise my hand so I can correct him that O.J. Simpson actually endorsed Hertz, but something tells me this isn't the right time and I slowly lower it. The Internet, 2018. 
Wow, Armada. That sure was a terrible book, huh, Connor? Uh, what are we going to read on the podcast next? I don't know, Mike, but uh, I was just, I'll think it over on my trip to Ogden, Utah. His butchering of the extremely common name makes my skin crawl, but given that these two have just suffered through an Ernest Klein book, I decide not to send them an email. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think I'll correct the premise of one of their jokes while I'm at it. So yeah, there you have it. He's uh, he's he's gone throughout history and, and bit his tongue uh, during these these emotional moments out of respect for the people who have suffered. Yeah, it's uh, I'm glad he he has that self awareness. It's it, you know if if he didn't, imagine how things would have turned out differently. <laughs> exactly. He could have uh, he could have uh, tipped off uh, tipped off the people about the uh, the people in the attic uh, that much sooner. <laughs> um, <laughs> But anyway, so he he we we get we get some real plot development here, um, and uh, Alicia just shares this. I'm going to read it. We thought we were coming here to work for a better life. Like in Case is hard for some women. The men who brought us here, we were betrayed. Her soft voice halts over the word, and I close my eyes as revulsion and bile rises in my throat. It's as ba- <laughs> it's as bad as it could possibly be. Human trafficking, I whisper, and I watch her reaction. She nods once, her eyes tightly closed for sex. I thought she was bite. I thought El was biting off more than she could chew when she delved into a character with synesthesia. But uh, I think you know this is going to be handled about as tactfully as you'd expect, like your Ernest Klein's to handle a weighty subject like that. Well, if you you went to this book for uh, knowledge of uh, classical music and uh, composition, um, yeah, you'll 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 love what she does with <laughs> with this topic. Um, but he goes through a lot of emotions because you mentioned the. Uh, revulsion and bile rising in his throat earlier just a uh, sentence above it a shiver runs up my spine to my scalp i have a horrible sinking feeling in my stomach like man he is yeah he is he's like an empath right he's (laughs) he's just feeling everything right or maybe the testicular cancer has spread to his stomach by the uh, revulsion in his gut and bile he's coughing up crap everything is tightening now (laughs) um yeah, so the thing I alluded to earlier, they're they're sitting at the table while Magda puffs on a brand of cigarette that is unfamiliar to me. I've declined her offer to try one. The last time I smoked a cigarette, it set off a chain of events that led to my expulsion from school. I was 13 and with a local girl in the grounds of Eton. That is a paragraph set apart, and that is all that is mentioned about it. <laughs> Andrew, a a listener, wrote in and says, I'm curious about how smoking a cigarette triggered a chain of events leading to Maxim's expulsion, unless that chain of events was somebody seeing him smoking and going, you're expelled. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a Rube Goldberg machine here. Uh, I really wanted to know what the significance of the brand of cigarette that is unfamiliar (laughs) to him, because like... Maybe he's unfamiliar with a lot of common brands of cigarettes. (laughs) So it's just an odd detail that he doesn't know it. Right. I wish he'd explained what his knowledge of cigarettes was so I could calibrate it then. Or like, you know, it could be like, you know, how you're like, there's like birthday cake Oreos now. It could just be like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't realize they made uh, American Spirit 100s. Huh. Right. Oh, that's, you know, like it's just an imprint or something. But I think we're led to believe it's like uh, it's some sort of weird... uh, um, where is she from? Armenia, Albania, Albania. Maybe it's just a weird, uh, you know, incomprehensible Albanian cigarette package. I don't know. Uh, well, lady, later, uh, Magda, she says, no police. Magda says, 
banging her sexy hands on the table, startling <laughs> both Alicia and me. Okay, I say, raising my palm to placate her. I've never met people who don't trust the police. You you haven't? <laughs> this seems this seems quite common. I mean, this is a thing that plays out constantly. Yeah. Uh, I, I just find it fascinating. He's never met a person. I, you know, I suppose his privileged background might be enough to do that. But does his... Uh... What about his, his his buddy from Senegal? Like, is he? Uh, he's he's never encountered any of the uh, <laughs> any distrust That's, of the police that your uh, that a, right. a the, black the man might he, have in in England. Yeah, and, and also if if you have never met, you know, don't. I would keep that to yourself. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't yes. go around announcing to people that uh, yeah, you've never met anyone. So he, he's like, know. you know, his favorite NWA song uh, was just like "Hooray for the Police." That's how he thought that one went. <laughs> right. Uh, and I guess maybe he's heard of distrust for the police. He's just never actually encountered it. I don't know. But yeah, that sure. that stood out to me as well. But uh, uh, by the way, he's he's uh, he's now got his gesture, the running the hand through the hair. Oh, <laughs> I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, he's he. That's his thing. He sometimes he does it with both hands, and sometimes just one hand. But that's that's his deal, and uh, and it makes her groin tighten. I think every time he does it. <laughs> well, he might be he he might be running his hand um, through his hair his air hair. Sorry, as a uh, he. Uh, is told he can't hire the police, so he thinks about hiring Tom's security firm. And he says, I do the calculations in my head. It's not much in the scheme of things, and Alicia will be safe. He, he's richer than Creases. Like, what is he calculating in this? <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe this is going to be what, like five thousand dollars, which is, uh, you know, he, he can he can hold off on on filling up that third parking space in his flat uh, with the uh, with the you know probably a week's salary for him. Yeah, that's one of those things. It's probably like, and then if you. Uh, you know, gave him crap about it. He'd go like, hey, hey, that's why I'm rich, right? I think about these things, okay? <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, you know, maybe you can just, maybe you just go off and blow your money on private security, but I have to actually think it, you know, I should probably bring it to my accountant and just, I just want to check it out is all I'm saying. Magda's comforting Alicia. She weeps at his outburst. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a great sentence. It's obvious that Alicia can't stay in Brentford. And neither can Magda and her son. The thugs who turned up on my doorstep were bristling with barely contained violence. And I, I just hope that that's in the police report. <laughs> Officer, take it down. It's like, sir, that's not really a quantifiable thing. I can't. Yeah. They, they were bristling, I say. They were bristling. The artist all right, turned, I'll write it down. The artist turns the sketch around. Not at all. <laughs> that is that that violence is is uh, right there on the surface. It is not being barely contained. <laughs> Uh, the officer pretends to write it down just to placate <laughs> yeah, it. There, right. it's in the report, sir. <laughs> they're made through the uh, two-way glass. They're making the jo motion as they're uh, as he's taking his <laughs> statement. Uh, so we get we had a couple good things here. So we've so yeah, it's been revealed that she so she is um, not only like running for her life and traumatized here, but she is the the victim of international sex traffickers. I uh, I think. It's been established that she's a virgin. Maybe that was just in the in the fanfic we read. But I, anyway, regardless, <laughs> regardless, she's the victim of international sex traffickers. Um, and I don't I don't know like what you let's say let's say you met someone who like um, you were out on a date or I don't know. I, let's say you met someone who just like had put down their cat that day. Um, sure. Okay. How would that affect like? You know the hypothetical person's level of of horniness. You'd probably be like, "I'll give him some time." 
You know, <laughs> I'll give him some time before I before I go in for the kill here. Uh, <laughs> and then that's like a pet dying. Um, but being the victim of international sex trafficking, you'd think would maybe warrant a little bit of backing off. Um, but probably we, we, backing off all the way. Yes. Probably, um, you know, uh, maybe in, in addition to private security, maybe uh, hire a, a good therapist and get her into a program um, before and in just complete hands off. Oh, and yeah. Not out even of, talk to her. And, uh, and it's 100% out of respect for that person and desire to, uh, to give them the, the space they need to heal. Um, however, <laughs> having said that, uh, you get questions like this. Magna, he's trying to like take her off to his estate because he knows that's where she'll be safest, which frankly makes a lot of sense. Um, Magda scrutinizes me, her fixed stare intense. Why are you doing this? She asks, bewildered. Um, and he offers up a, a explanation that is not because I'm horny AF, Magda, <laughs> which is uh, the only reasonable explanation. But uh, he, he then like is having the internal monologue. Um, uh, because I want to be alone with Alicia? Yes, that's the real reason. But given what she's been through, she's not going to want to be alone with me. Is she? <laughs> so I said, like, not only does she need counseling, he clearly needs help for a sex addiction at this point in time. If he's unable to switch this off based on this horrible thing he's just learned about this, um, you know, young, uh, innocent woman. Yeah, and the guy was just like, he, you know, was crushing tail constantly. Like this can't be now that he's like that is just like, Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Hands off. And I'll just go back to filling up that wastebasket again. And, uh, and things will be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, <laughs> you obviously don't, you don't go in harder. Yes. It's not like, um, you know, he's like the hunchback of Notre Dame and this is the first person who's ever shown him kindness. And he realizes this is the only opportunity he might ever have. Right. Uh, um, uh. Let me ask you this. How often does this happen to you? He he says stuff and then, and I think this has come up more than once. The thought surprises me. So this <laughs> is another level that he's going through as his voices give him different thoughts. The, the new thoughts, then that one surprises him. Sure. So, so which part of his character are his thoughts surprising him? Is it, is there like a he who's like the the manager of all these <laughs> different thoughts and and things, and so sometimes they sneak up on him? I, I don't know. I've never uh, had a thought surprise me. They just are my thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I guess sometimes if I'm, you know, if you're if you're like at uh, trivia night and you're you, you're like, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue, like uh, type of thing. Like your thoughts can, um, you know, you're like, oh. Armageddon, that was the movie. Like that's, I guess that sort <laughs> yeah. of sub, your your thoughts surprise you when you know it's there. But uh, since so many of his other thoughts are sort of just uh, giving him advice or doing stuff like that, it is odd that some of them surprise him. Yeah, yeah. Since it happens constantly, there's a, <laughs> a running, uh, you know, nightmare of, of thoughts going through them. So I'm just shocked that he'd be surprised ever. <laughs> this is a good thought. Uh, I guess I had, I had taken down a note. He, I run a hand through my hair. I just hadn't noticed it yet, but I will keep an eye out for it. I run my hand through my hair, uncomfortable with my thoughts. I don't want to examine my motives too closely. Because Alicia is a valued employee, I answer Magna. Yes, that sounds convincing. <laughs> so his, his inner thoughts are John Lovitz, 
uh, from Saturday Night Live. Like, exactly. Ah, yes. <laughs> so, yep. so his thoughts are just sort of scheming and uh, and 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 lying, not to himself, but to other people, but not vocalizing them. Yes. Uh, here's a great EL sentence. She hands me both bags and still won't look me in the eye. I'm astonished at how little they weigh. <laughs> yes, he has weighed her eyes and they come up. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's just terrible writing. The good. Well, well pointed out. And uh, uh, a groin, uh, we need a groin report here. Okay. Say goodbye to Michael for me. Alicia's voice is strained and soft and full of sorrow and my heart constricts. Your, your heart? <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a change. We're getting uh, different parts of his body are now tightening. Yeah, he's, he's, he's going to go through like a, a Scrooge or a Grinch type of uh, type of change here. <laughs> like, you know, his groin grew three sizes that day. Is... <laughs> yes. All right, I'm just going to, uh, off the top of your head, I know it's not fair, um, but let's say there are, this book contains 138,000 words. How many of them do you think are groin? Uh, I'm going to say 38. Holy shit. <laughs> 38? Well, I don't know. I, 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 I'm assuming she backs off on it. You are off by a factor of nearly 20. No. What? There are 606 groins in this text. No. 606. Is that... there a word that has groin in it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I No, there can't possibly be. All type groin. Uh, I guess groin... Uh, space won't work because there could be groin period. <laughs> oh my god. 606 divided by 138. So, well, a half a percent of the words in this book are groin. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, I way underguessed on that. Way. Oh, that is incredible. I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't think there's any way I'm reading this wrong. Well, we'll 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 check your math and we'll report uh, as we post. This. Oh God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What did you do? I was. That was the page count. Page count. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking at the at the online doc. It was it was the page. There's six hundred six hundred six pages. Oh, that, that's disappointing. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll give you this. What? It also seems low. I don't know. Well, we'll we'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm guessing it's more towards 600. Um, uh, here's a curious physical description. We got this, Lord Trevathick, he says, his dark eyes gleaming beneath the street lamp as he scans the road and misses nothing. I loved that. <laughs> How can someone watch someone else see something they're not missing? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what is the process there? You can see him not missing nothing. <laughs> and this is a road where nothing is happening. You know. Yeah. I guess he's noting like parked cars and stuff, but yeah, that that really stood out. Ah, uh, that is that is odd. What was the guy's name? Dean? Uh D E N E. Yes, D E N E. <laughs> Why does she have to challenge us so much with this stuff? Dean you Hamilton. Know, yeah. Ely, Ely, Y L L I. Come on, man. Yeah. E. L. James um, books too challenging is my uh, <laughs> too challenging a read. 
Uh, that's my. Uh, that's all my notes. Yeah, that's all I've got for here. It ends with them taking off to his estate for the uh, for uh, erotic weekend. I assume erotic weekend of protection and uh, trauma recovery. So you were uh, in the sex traffic business. I guess you know how it's done, huh? <laughs> Pops a wine bottle open. <laughs> uh so yeah it seems like we're probably in for some you know someone wrote in early on and says like i hope you guys are aware of the direction this book goes in and it's like uh you know i I, obviously that's probably a a topic that some people don't want to read about but i think that the the ham-fisted nature which it's clearly going to be handled is uh to me is makes it makes it okay Yes, I, I think that everyone will probably guess what our attitude about it is. We are we are focusing on EL pro James sex and trafficking. Her, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, uh, yes, of sex. course. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, come on. And this is a uh, you know worldwide bestseller. It's not like we're you know reading a, you know a white paper on it or something. It's right. A, yes. It's a stupid piece of fiction. So right. <laughs> we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's do some dumb sentences. A sentence begins with a capital letter. A capital letter is a letter that's big. A capital letter is not a small letter. A capital letter is big, big, big. A sentence. So the first one is from. Uh, well, a lot of these come from our uh, generous Patreon supporters, which you can uh, join at Patreon.com/slash three seventy two pages. We have a lot of fun. Uh, they get every episode early. Um, and because they get every episode early, they're able to probably send us more of this stuff. So, uh, thanks guys. Keep it up. Uh, yes. Thank you. They also get uh, teasers from uh, trucking through time as well. Yes, so, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we both now have copies of trucking through time mm-hmm. and you've, uh, you've posted your favorite. You just flipped to a random page, found a, a chunk of gold and decided to share that with everybody. Yeah. Believe me when I say that is the very first thing I opened to. I did not, <laughs> I did not game the system. That is what I saw. So. Yeah. And I posted my, uh, my trip report from going out in public and reading this book, which I forgot to mention. I took a uh, mister to a coffee shop, uh, ordered a coffee and a beer, which shocked somebody, but, uh, back off. Um, and then I, uh, I, I read it for about an hour and a half and got, I was sitting in like a window seat. So I thought Burlington is very small. So it's, it's, it's surprising that I go out and don't encounter someone. I walked to the grocery store yesterday and, and ran into a friend, uh, but no one encountered me. I didn't have to hide it. No one said anything. Um, no approving glances, no nods of, mm-hmm. yeah, there was, there was not another, uh, not another, uh, middle-aged dude sitting there who like nodded me and raised his own copy to sort of uh to talk shop but no uh, impossibly beautiful women whose breasts were straining <laughs> against their sweaters giving you admiring glances <laughs> didn't happen uh but it, it it was encouraging to uh to to, to to be able to do that i felt empowered so i i encouraged someone else to do that someone posted pictures of themselves reading it out and about in london so i appreciated that as well uh, but anyway, join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash 372 pages. I'm going to post a, uh, a, uh, the Mr. Meme contest on there, uh, later this week. Um, so we can, uh, award some prizes to, uh, right. to, to people who make the best of those. Anyway, Devin's sentence, Joe, as well as being an excellent swordsman has a promising career as a men's fashion designer. Um, is that going to be like the seatbelts? Is that going to be like the, uh, coming up later the the gunplay i do not think so but i'm glad they got that detail about joe uh this one got sent in by multiple people brian and janelle she gives a glorious smile that i feel in my groin i don't know if we've touched on that specific one but that was one of the many groin centric sentences uh we have amanda who uh this one we covered but maybe no socks is an albanian thing that one is about as dumb as they get uh we did not touch on this one this is from eric he provides a bit of context the truth is i want to bed her 
There, I admit it to myself. That's what I want, and I have a severe case of blue balls to prove it. Duh. <laughs> I, <laughs> Again, I that. This is not a this is not a monk who's been uh, you know holed up, uh, unable to satisfy himself for his entire life. This is a dude who's um, out and about more than you know, as we've been duly informed in, in excruciating detail. So, uh, what do you have? Uh, I have. Uh... Oh, I'm trying to... Oh, here it is. Okay, finally found it. Sorry, I was scanning my pages there. Um, mine is... And there's a swear in here. Cover earmuffs for the children. Fuck off, Tom, I say, and we all laugh. <laughs> Re- really? <laughs> this is an easy crowd. Yes, exactly. That's... Uh, man, the, the standards are low. They'd had a couple of pints, so... Yeah. I don't know. Oh. Um, I've got a, my, my one that I was going to use, we burnt it, for, was fortunately I'm on my front, so my erection is pressing against the mattress hidden from my sister-in-law. <laughs> it's going to be hard to top that for the rest of the book, but uh, the one I'll go with is, this is uh, Alicia, who's, who's, her dreams are dashed, they're lying in pieces on the floor because she saw Caro walking around with no pants on. She can still admire him from afar, as she's done since she saw him naked in his bed. <laughs> So just again, their burgeoning love and the, the sex trafficking victim. Well, that's a thought that she's having. Uh, there was one that I uh, I glossed over as we, it's in the last chapter. He stands up, and she just describes him getting his iPhone out. He stands up, long and lean, impossibly handsome, and fishes his iPhone out of his pocket. <laughs> Is there anything this guy doesn't turn into an absolute statue of David or something? <laughs> right. <laughs> he. Uh... He puts his leg up on the bench and applies talcum powder to his <laughs> scrotum in the locker room. He gets out the larger pair of toenail clippers, <laughs> begins filing the yellow horny toenail. <laughs> oh. uh, all right. Well, those are good dumb sentences. And we have one more department. We're going to cover some uh, emails. We're going to the party. We're going to the game. We're going to the dinner. And going to cruise out, man. Uh, David writes in, says, uh, Maxim's choice of expletives was nagging at something in the back of my mind, and I finally remembered what it was. It's this hilariously profane Reggie Watts bit. Uh, He says, uh, you'll never be able to read these passages again without hearing this song in your mind, lol. So so I I isolated a, 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 a clip of that song. All right, here it is. Yo, here's another little piece of advice, boys. You take some fuck, then some shit, then some fuck, then some shit. You gotta fuck shit stack, a fuck shit stack. Take some fuck, then some shit, then some fuck, then some shit. You gotta fuck shit stack, a fuck shit stack. It's a stack of fuck shit. Very nice. Yeah, so <laughs> I think that will be echoing in my head every time we get a italicized profanity. Uh, <laughs> Blake writes in, uh, so I'm coming to grips with the rich guy who doesn't know if he has a chance with the ladies uh, and legendary coxman can't read painfully obvious female emotions. <laughs> but no woman in the history of women looks lovingly at a man who just tracked mud on the floor and carpet she has to clean. She may as well go burn a girthy black dildo in the desert at this point, as far as likely scenarios go. <laughs> oh, oh, no, he brought back the unmentionable memory. <laughs> and uh, this, uh, this next one from Carson uh, brings up Sean as well. I know you guys have said this before, but this book really is more so to me than some of the others, like a speech by a kid who didn't know how to fill 10 minutes, so they just repeated themselves several different ways. That does seem like something that comes up a lot. Uh, the, following, uh, the action following Dante and Ely's Arrival at the Misters may have been cliched and predictable, but boy, was it better than having to hear yet again that one, Alicia is painfully shy. Two, 
Maxim is kind of a bad boy. Three, Kit was the favorite child. Four, Alicia lives for the piano. Five, they are both very attractive. Six, they are both very attracted to each other, but they somehow don't understand why. It's all just thin, watery gruel meted out between the sex scenes and the, quote, plot, and it's cracking me up. I'm honestly having a lot of fun with this one, and in the end, I'm just glad to say with confidence that piano-playing parlor maids presenting in pink panties is greater than, greater than, greater than, greater than Pappy Pariah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, land stuck the landing there. Well done. It is weird to read a book without alliteration, actually, now that he mentions it. Yeah, it does. It does. I I still think this is better than uh, Sean Penn's. At least there is some sort of semblance of plot um, things to laugh at, I I think. think, like, yeah, I think we mentioned before we did it just like even reading it is not a super big chore. I mean, it happens. It happens quickly and you don't have to reread anything to go. (laughs) What? What is he trying to say? You know what I mean? It's just it's pretty straightforward. Exactly. It's not sneering with contempt. Right. All right. Well, that's it for me. I think I got a uh, a uh, assignment for next time. If you got anything else, I've got nothing. I'm uh, looking forward to soldiering on. Yeah, me too. So it's going to be uh, read to page two thirty five. Uh, shockingly, not the halfway mark. Even that's through chapter fourteen. Um, that you know covers about eighty more pages. And uh, uh, I don't know. I uh, sword fights. Uh, people crashing through windshields. We didn't have any sex this time, so I feel like we're probably, unfortunately, overdue. Yeah, we're probably overdue for that. And uh, but I do appreciate. That's at least something happened. There is a what? What is it? The the uh, instigating uh, event or what? What is it in drama? Wh- whatever. Anyway, rising the, uh, action or like. Uh, yeah, yeah. The uh, instead of just mooning at each other, there's they're driving somewhere. So <laughs> you know, that's right. That's a thing. Anyway, and we've got that bite of scrambled eggs to look forward to. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, this has been 372 pages. We'll never get back. Thanks for joining us. I'm Mike Nelson. I'm Connor Lestoka. Until next cool. time. So long.